Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, well, you know, uh, we have this Auditor General's report that's come out as I'm sifting through some of the details. Uh, one thing I know for sure, uh, since there are a lot of interesting findings of maybe uh, not getting value for our money, uh, you know who's really happy about this? Ron Tavner. Uh, he's a new superintendent, uh, or he's a superintendent who's going to become the head of the Ontario Provincial Police. <laughs> that's kind of knocked this off the front pages, although the grousing still continues, I guess, down there at the legislature that somehow uh, this was inappropriate, but uh, Doug Ford standing by that. We're going to put that to our panel here shortly as one of the topics worthy of discussion, needless to say. Some of the uh, AG's report, free tuition. Uh, this was something that Kathleen Wynne was promoting. Obviously uh, not based on evidence as much as it was on vote buying. So the AG, well, she didn't say as much. She just said uh, there was no follow-up by way of knowing uh, who should qualify and whether we were getting value for money. Man, oh man, uh, there's just a lot of... The other thing, of course, is closer to home. (laughs) Value for money. Uh, Is that a way you would describe city council in their newest incarnation have decided that they're worth uh, double the amount of money for office uh, and staff. I mean, come on, folks, this is unconscionable how they can. But twas ever thus, right? They continue on. As Danny was saying, uh, this may have redounded against Doug Ford for thinking that by cutting, we would find efficiencies. I guess they figured, well, all right, if that's your serve, here's our return. And they're trying to stick a thumb in his eye. But it doesn't, it doesn't seem justifiable in any way, shape, or form, as far as I can see. That's just my personal opinion. We'll find out what the panel has to say. They're going to gather here shortly. But first, we'll talk about something else. You know, when we've seen cutbacks, most recently at General Motors down the road in Oshawa, where for a variety of reasons uh, that have been cited, the uh, company decided they're going to uh, go into electric vehicles and autonomous vehicles, and as a consequence, they want to reconfigure and uh, it means that five plants, one in Oshawa, are closing. And that's not the first uh, or the last of it, apparently, according to some pundits in the uh, business. Ford did the same thing earlier this year, uh, and they say they're going to exit all car production other than the Mustang within two years, which raises the specter that maybe we've seen peak car, you know, uh, the peak production cycle for the car. Let's find out how John Carmichael feels about it. He's the CEO of the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council and a friend of the Oakley Show. John, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm great, John. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, uh, I'm curious to find out because uh, this is now being submitted as a scenario that we've reached peak car, just like peak oil. You know, uh, mind you, that was found to be a fallacy and we've actually produced more of the stuff. But peak car, is there a a finite amount of cars foreseeable that you can see being built and we've already maxed out? Well, it's interesting when we we look at what General Motors just announced last week and um, obviously very disturbing news for Oshawa and and the automotive industry in Canada. But the number of plants that they're going to close and those that are going to remain open would indicate they're... um, 
their financial planning and their, their manufacturing planning really is based on shorter numbers than anything we've seen in the past. When you look at just the last two years of vehicle production uh, in North America, we had 17.5 million vehicles manufactured in 2016. It fell off to 17.2 million last year, which which really wasn't that substantive. But keeping in mind that in 08-09 with the, the economic crisis, we were at a 13 million or less uh, car park that was being manufactured in the in North America. So it it, it can be pretty volatile, and I think the uh, the article that you're referring to on 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 uh, peak vehicles uh, for this for the industry, the the part that really worries me is the changing behavior of of the next generations of drivers um, or not, for that matter. In that, um, so many young people uh, are are coming along and, and don't see the need or the, the resources to be able to get into their own vehicle or, or, or even the desire to. And their, their behavior is changing to a point where I think that's really going to be the, uh, the, the chief driver of, uh, of how many vehicles are going to be sold. Yeah, what you say, fewer teens getting driver's licenses, the cost of a vehicle when they've got things like student loans and so on and so forth, not to mention you've got ride-sharing services that have come on. Public transportation or transit is being improved, or so we hope, self-driving technology. Yeah. All reasons for young people uh, not to invest in a car. Well, exactly. And you look at um, even subscription services and uh, <clears throat> where, you, where part ownership of a car is, is going to become a very important part of the industry is in the next number of years. And, uh, and then you look at technology and, and the uh, autonomous vehicles and how those may... Uh, totally uh shift our focus in terms of how we uh how we or wh- how or whether we even own a car yeah you know it's interesting when you talk about electric or autonomous uh let's just say the the excuse given at gm in part was the impala being built there nobody's driving cars anymore the shift has been to trucks suvs and crossovers what is driving that particular market by the way Driving the uh, the car market? No, to trucks, SUVs, and crossovers. Yeah, I, and I think it's capacity. Um, you know, you, if people are only going to own one or two ve- or a vehicle, let's say, uh, they need something that's got significantly more ability for versatility and throwing a hockey bag in the back and uh, getting the kids around. And I think that's where the uh, the appeal is to the crossover vehicle that uh, is just bigger, more uh, more capacity for moving a family around. What about oil or gas prices? Because, I mean, back in 73 when OPEC first, you know, uh, spread its wings, I guess, and uh, the price of gas went through the roof, that really revolutionized the industry, at least in that time, uh, to the smaller car and, you know, the subcompact and a lot of foreign vehicles came in from Japan at the time. Can you ever see a reversion to that away from trucks, SUVs, and crossovers? Well, I, 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 I participated in a panel with you not too long ago where we were talking about uh, the electric vehicle as an example and its cost efficiency. The problem there is infrastructure and charging stations and uh, who's going to build those. And so I think, the, uh, I think, yes, gas, the price of gasoline, I was listening to our report just last night on these, uh, the unrest in Paris where, uh, you know, the cost of gasoline is up in the $14 a, a gallon range if you, if you truly 
uh, you know, look at the uh, the the cost, and that's got to affect how many how many uh, how much you can afford to drive, and and the just the uh, the financial availability of a car. Well, the carbon so, taxes uh, too, John. Carbon taxes. This is of course uh, central well, to the issue you the cited. Sweetheart of, of of the Macron government. It's the sweetheart of you know Trudeau and his group, and um, clearly it's a uh, you know these are going to these are going to really throw a monkey wrench into. What you can afford to drive. I, I do agree with you that there can be a significant shift, but when we've seen a Ford Motor Company move from cars to trucks, um, I, I think the cost efficiency, these cars, these trucks today, for example, a lot more efficient than they were in the 70s when OPEC uh, and the glut and, and, and the cutbacks happened. And um, I, think, uh, I think, yeah, a lot of these things drive behavior at the cost alone. Um, is going to be a big, a big uh, force, a major shift in the way we think about what we can afford or whether we even have the interest to afford it. Yet last week on this program, the Environment Minister, Rod Phillips, was with us. Uh, this in the aftermath mm-hmm. of the fall economic statement suggesting that, you know, they were going to uh, try to encourage more charging stations to get people into electric vehicles. Uh, and the infrastructure, of course, would have to be built surrounding this, so it's not a simple thing. But uh, in the event that this were to come to pass, uh, would you see almost exclusive uh, electric vehicles on the road? I still think we're uh, we're a fair distance away from that, John. I I do believe that if they build the infrastructure, yes, you'll see more on the road. But the manufacturers have to be prepared to price the vehicles at an affordable rate where consumers can can get into these things that's been the problem till now we had the rebate all that did was add debt to the uh, the provincial books and um and i think and it really it really didn't drive behavior did it i mean we we haven't seen a shift to electric vehicles to the extent that i think the uh, the previous provincial government wanted to see and uh, i think we're still a long ways away from from that point but is that is that long ways a decade away or is it 30 years away? I, it's probably close. The way technology is changing around us, it's probably a decade away. Yeah, well, they had a pie-in-the-sky number of over a million electric vehicles they had projected by the year 2021 or something like that, which, uh, you know, even despite $14,000 in rebates and subsidies and everything, never came to pass, as we know. Well, it was only, it was less than, uh, it was less than 5% of the market. Yeah. It was, it, it on, on a national basis, and it's only happening in the major cities, so it's, it's just not a rational um, alternative yet, but if uh, if the infrastructure is there and, and the price of gas and uh, and the incentives are such that uh, electric's the alternative, I guess we uh, we can see it happen. But I still think it's a longer. Uh, is further out than we uh, than we imagine in today's world. All right, uh, but of course the car, which is uh, where we started, are we at peak car for the other reasons cited, where fewer teens and young people are getting into cars that's the real ominous note on the horizon right i think it is i uh, everything i read says that uh between hopping in an uber or a lyft or some other ride-sharing component or even subscription pricing on uh on vehicles and you look at these ride-sharing uh platforms like maven and others that are coming along uh i think i think they're um i think they're changing behavior of younger people in this country Certainly, uh, certainly you know, my peers, I think, still want to have their own car, but, you know, how long is that going to last? Well, it's a good point. As a matter of fact, in this recently completed trade deal with the U.S. and Mexico, I think we were granted, what, uh, 
an exemption up to 2.6 million vehicles. We'll never yep. produce that many again in our lifetime, it looks like. I don't think it's going to happen again that we'll see. Yeah. No. Well, that's so. kind of the point of the discussion, John, and I appreciate your valued insights. Right as... now I'm depressed. <laughs> well, a lot of people go away from this show feeling that way. So you're not alone, John. Take heart. <laughs> you're amongst a legion of many. Yes, okay. We'll talk Thanks, again real John. soon. Thank you. All right. There you go. John Carmichael, he's the CEO of the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council and uh, off-time panelist here on the program as well. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.